I'm so fresh, man. Man, y'all scared to do it how I do it. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com and MMAopinion.co.uk. It is fight week, and I don't mean just UFC fight week. I mean, we got a number of fight cards this weekend, and we're going to be talking to three of the promoters from two of the events that are coming up this weekend. We've got... Jay Golshani, who's the president of Battlefield Fight League. They're a local promotion up here in Vancouver, British Columbia. They're holding their 26th event at the new Hard Rock Casino in Coquitlam, British Columbia. So I'll be chatting with Jay Golshani first up here on the show. And then following him, we'll be joined by two um, of the owners of World Series of Fighting Canada. They are behind the scenes with World Series of Fighting Canada They are Darren Owen and Steve Fader. They'll be joining me to chat about not only this upcoming event this weekend, World Series of Fighting 7, but what the plan is for the future of World Series of Fighting Canada. So we'll get to that. Um, As I said, it's fight week this weekend. Friday, we got 1FC 13. We've got UFC Fight Night 33. And we've got Legacy FC 26 all on Friday night. Three big fight cards, Uh, 1FC for you Americans and Canadians and anyone in North America obviously going down early in the morning, so you can catch that online pay-per-view. And then UFC Fight Night 33 locally in North America, you'll watch at night on Friday. For the Aussies, it's on Saturday. Legacy is on Access TV. And then Saturday, man, we are bombed with, as I said, Battlefield Fight League locally here in Vancouver. You might be able to catch an online pay-per-view. Um, World Series of Fighting 7, as I said, is up here in Vancouver, British Columbia as well. I will be attending both of those events. I'll be heading from World Series of Fighting 7 over to Battlefield Fight League 26. Uh, Going down on Saturday night, Invicta FC, the women are back in action on Saturday night. Just to talk a little bit about that fight card, they've got not one, not two, but three Titles up for grabs. The main event is Bob Barb Honchak versus Leslie Smith for the flyweight title. Carla Esparza is taking on Claudia Gadella for the strawweight title. And for the inaugural bantamweight title, we got Lauren Murphy taking on Miriam, Miriam Nakamoto. Um, all three of those fights should be awesome. On the card, we also got Felice Herrig. Uh, Julia Buds taking on Charmaine Tweet. Zoila Gurgel is on the card. Sarah Delilio is on the card. Tanya Evinger. I mean, this fight card's super fun. It's an online pay per view as well. So make sure you check that out if you're you're not local in Vancouver or anything like that. Check out Invicta. You might have to have a few screens on Saturday to catch every single fight card that's going on because on the TV you'll have World Series of Fighting. Um, on the computer you might have. Battlefield Fight League, if, if you want to check that out, if you're if you're a fan of the British Columbia fight scene, or on your computer, you might have Invicta FC7 as well. So lots of lots of action going on this weekend for MMA. Um, and uh, I can't wait to chat with my first guest. As I said, 
Jago Shani, the president of Battlefield Fight League, always outspoken, doesn't hold anything back. He speaks his mind about what's going on, not only in the forefront of Battlefield Fight League, but also behind the scenes. He doesn't, he doesn't have, a, he doesn't hold anything back from what he has to say. So I'm very excited to chat with him about this 26th event and what's going on in the future of Battlefield Fight League. So with that, right after this, we'll be chatting with Jago Shani. Look. I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings, but I'm only going to get this one chance. Something's wrong, I can feel it. It's just a feeling I've got, like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble, and if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You're just what the shot I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god. All my people from the front to the back. He is the president of Battlefield Fight League. They have their 26th event coming up this Saturday night. Please welcome Jay Gold Shani to the show. Jay, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Now, you have the 26th Battlefield Fight League event this Saturday night. You're competing locally against the World Series of Fighting, which seems like everyone knows right now. Why don't you just clear things up for us as to why the shows were booked on the same night and who exactly booked the show first? Well, first off, what happened is, I mean, every promoter besides the UFC tries to do shows on nights that there's not a UFC event happening. And December 7th happens to be one of those nights. Uh, World Series of Fighting had applied for uh, October 26th to come to Vancouver first, so we made sure we don't go um, head-to-head with them on that night because it's not good. We had a September 7th event, and then we had a tentative booking with the casino for um, December 7th for a second uh, show on the contract with the casino. So we had that, and then they applied for the same night. At that point, the casino couldn't find a different tenant for the same night, and it would cost them over uh, $50,000 in liquor sales to cancel that show. So we had no choice but to go on the same night. Do you worry at all about that? About having two two fight cards locally? Um, for us, not really, because our venue's got 1,278 seats. I mean, it doesn't affect us. But, I mean, for them, it's a little bit of a problem because it takes away say, at least 700 people from our show, which would have gone to their show. So it affects them a little bit. But, I mean, if they did their marketing right, there should be enough people to still go and attend both shows. Exactly, yeah, because your show starts at 7, which is about the same time when World Series of Fighting will be coming to a conclusion, correct? Yes, they got the undercard, I think, 2 to 5, then a one-hour break, and then 6 to 8 for their main card. Yeah, so if people wanted, they could theoretically come out to both events. Yes, they could, but I mean, in Vancouver, usually that doesn't happen. People usually go to one or the other. For sure. Now, your main event was was Shoney Carter versus Matt Dwyer. Unfortunately, both guys fell out due to injury. Was there any thoughts in your mind to just postpone the event when that happened? Well, no, because, I mean, uh, that happened uh, about two weeks ago, and they were already 70% sold out. See, our, we have so much local talent in our show that it's not just the headliner that 
sells a live show, that sells a pay-per-view. That's why pay-per-view numbers are getting better. But for the actual live events, I mean, we've done, this is our seventh casino show, and we've, we've sold out every single casino show up to that point besides our last show, and that's because we got an event permit two weeks before, so we only had two weeks of marketing. But in terms of canceling a show, we've never done that. We, we just don't do that. For sure. Now, you said that matchup would be rescheduled um, sometime in January. Can you give us any info on that fight card? Yeah, I mean, that card is stacked also. We got, um, obviously, Shoney Carter fighting Matt Dwyer. Uh, David Kennedy is making his pro debut. He's taking on Mark Dolby. Jeremy Kennedy is uh, coming back. Um, Gary Mangat is probably going to be on that card. He just had surgery on his nose. He's, had, he's back training as of yesterday. Um, Adam Santos is defending his heavyweight title. Uh, Bryce Gujan is fighting uh, Curtis Harriet also on that fight card for the Walter Wright Amateur title. So it's a stock card. No kidding. Now, um, an interesting matchup with Leo Xavier and uh, Dejan Kajic is taking over in the main event status now. Um, Kajic is highly touted on his feet while Leo is a ground ace but has shown knockout power recently. Um, how do you see this fight playing out? Well, Leo is, uh, this is his first fight as a welterweight, as a pro. His other fight was as a, as a middleweight against Micah. And uh, Dan, he just had a fight in Edmonton. He won uh, by KO in the first minute. He's got more experience as a pro fighter. I believe he's 4-2 uh, and two now. Leo is 1-0 as a pro, but he has a ton of, ton of amateur experience. I think um, Leo will have... A better ground game. He just his ground game is so so good. It's better than most people on the feet. Um, Dan has looked pretty good, but he's got a um, hide and reach disadvantage. So it'll be an interesting fight. Hard to say. For sure. Now, uh, what other fights on this card? Obviously, it's a stacked card. We've seen from top to bottom. But what other fight on the card, other than the main event, are you looking forward to most? Well, obviously, Stu against Ash is a big fight. You know, those guys were supposed to fight two, three times before for the amateur title when they were both fighting. But that's Ash. Ash is uh, three and one with us. And Stu is pretty much, he's only has the one loss to David Candy. He's beat Leo before. He's beat Bryce Gujan before. He just beat Mark Dolby. So it's just a pure uh, striker versus a grappler matchup. So that's a good fight that everybody's talking about. And our three uh, amateur title fights. Uh, Jared rematch versus uh, Jared. That's for the middleweight title. Uh, we have Kirk C fighting Kirk uh, McLean for the 135 first ever uh, 135 title. And Oren and uh, Chris Bentley are fighting uh, fighting for the 45 vacant title, which Andre Silva just vacated. So those are all just uh, big matchups, and we got tons of. Uh, um, good matchups on the undercard also so it's going to be a stock card from beginning to the end will will this event be streamed anywhere uh we haven't decided yet okay now it's, it's not going to be streamed but we might have uh pay-per-view we're just uh figuring it out in the next couple of days okay for sure now a question that i've had over the past year or so going back to to earlier bfl days is the women do you guys look to book female talent in the future still 
Hello? Jay? Amateur, there's long-term plans for them, but there's not enough female local, local talent to keep doing them. That, that's the only issue we've had in the past. So if you have a fight, one person wins, then there's nobody else in the division to compete against. Okay. Yeah, you cut out on me there. I missed, I missed the first half of your answer. So we've had uh, three female fights before. The only issue is uh, the talent pool is not that deep, especially in D.C. in the female division. And they're not all in the same weight class. you got 25ers, 35ers. So one person wins a fight. If you want to put two, two people who are coming up against each other, they would have to fight at a catch weight. So that's why we've kind of stayed away from it. But... It's just, uh, if there was more female talent, it would have it on more of a regular basis. Yeah, we saw, not women fighters, but we saw um, the, your past event, Josh Gao defeat Gary Manga in the main event. Josh came up from, from the U.S. And, and put on quite a show in that main event. Will he be fighting on a future Battlefield card? Um, he was supposed to be on this card, but... Um he had a pro boxing fight, and he had a broken nose, so he's uh, recovering from his injuries right now, so he's kind of inactive. So when he comes back, we'll see if he have a suitable matchup. Most likely he'll be back, but I'm not sure against who yet. Now, I'm not sure if you can answer anything on this, but I've heard in the past there were some legal issues uh, with Bastion Juveniers. I don't know whether it was pro-amateur contract thing. Did anything ever come of this? I think Bastion is just in the sidelines right now. He's got a, a lot of pain in his neck and back, which he was saying he was fighting, but now it's got to the point that he's got to take some time off and he's not fighting anywhere for at least the next uh, nine months. All right. Now, I've seen, I saw you were called out by a, by a fighter. I'm not going to name names, but for, booking, for overbooking fighters and taking on independent guys. Um, what are your thoughts on this, and will you still book independent fighters on future fight cards? I yeah, I haven't seen uh, that comment. If you could, I, I don't understand what someone that means. Some, what mean? someone mentioned that that Matt Shannon was a guy who was self trained, and he he was on a number of of fight cards in a row, and and he just kept getting beaten up. So I, I was just wondering your thoughts on the independent guys who are self trained and and they don't really belong to a gym. Are you do you still consider um, signing guys like that? Well, if you look at our, I mean, look at the other promotions compared to us. You look at the main events, and it's a complete mismatch. So I mean, if anything, we try to stay away from mismatches. Matt Shannon, I think, was uh, one and six, if you're speaking about that specific fighter before he joined Battlefield. And then we put him in three different fights and he lost them. Currently, he's not fighting for us. I mean, we kept putting him in less competitive, like against easier opponents to put him in a fair fight, but he just kept losing. But now it's not really up to us. The commission has to... Um, approve every single matchup from the beginning to the end of the fight card yeah so if if he is independent he has to prove to a new commission that is capable of uh being in a fair fight then yeah i mean if if there's a suitable matchup for matt we would use it again yeah what are your thoughts on the new commission how how did that first show work out for you guys well the first show wasn't that great just because we got sanctioned so late so we couldn't market uh, the fight card properly 
But besides that, it's the good thing about it for us is because we've been doing the right thing the whole time. If we were using DCMMA before. We always did blood work. We always did everything right. And a lot of other people didn't. And it costs a lot of money to do things properly, but now everybody has to kind of follow the same rules and guidelines, so it's more fair and there's less chance of injury or something stupid happening at one of the smaller shows and then nobody could do shows. So in that sense, it's good. It's just a little bit... Uh, more pricey to do all these things because there's not enough sanctioned judges or referees and stuff that, that have been licensed. So sometimes they have to fly people to our shows and uh, it adds up real quick. Yeah, I bet. Now, it is December. It's December uh, 2nd today. You're having your fight card on December 7th. The new year is just around the corner. What can we see in store for Battlefield Fight League in 2014? Um, the they're still going to do the, these last, like our last show and this show is going to be pro-am. We are going to start separating them into all pro and all amateur shows like before. So our amateur guys can get proper marketing like they did before. So next year we're going to do uh, uh, five all pro shows and four all amateur shows. We're going to stay away from the pro-am because it's our amateur fighters are not getting enough recognition to come up. So that's that's the main difference, and I think our next two cards after that are in uh, January 18th, and then back again in March. Perfect. Now, finally, just one last time, let local fans know why they should come out and watch Battlefield live this Saturday night. I mean, our shows are different in terms of production and atmosphere. Every time we've done a show in the casino, it's been sold out. This event is, I don't know if they're going to be able to just walk up and get tickets. Most likely it'll be sold out before the day of, but I mean, you can always order it on pay-per-view and get an idea what the shows are about. It's lots of up-and-coming talent. we got guys that have fought for our shows 12, 13 times now, so you see these guys from the first fight all the way up, so they fight for the 12 belt, so it's good to come to our shows and uh, watch the progression of all these uh, local guys coming up and uh, turning into pro fighters. For sure. He's Jay Golshani. He's the president of Battlefield Fight League. Jay, thanks a lot for joining me today, and uh, all the best this Saturday night and for future in 2014 for Battlefield Fight League. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me on. Battlefield Fight League 26 will go down this Saturday night, December 7th, at the new Hard Rock Casino in Coquitlam, British Columbia. Thank you to Jay Golshani for joining us. Um, he spoke about everything from this fight card to uh, what's been going on behind the scenes to what's going on with Battlefield uh, for the next year or so, which is cool to catch up with local um, promoters from here in Vancouver, British Columbia. So thank you to Jay for joining us, and, and I look forward to an awesome fight card on Saturday night. Hopefully it will take place on uh, pay-per-view so that you fans out there will be able to catch all the action live this Saturday night, December 7th. Um, with that, I will uh, welcome my next guest, also local promoters, but they will be promoting all over Canada. I have Darren Owen and Steve Fader on the line right after this. I want to be free. I want to just live inside my Cadillac. That is my shit. 
and I'll throw it up. That's what it is. M I C A D I L L A C, bitch. Please welcome to the show the two men behind World Series of Fighting Canada, Darren Owen and Steve Fader. Thanks for joining me tonight, fellas. Thanks for having us. There you go. You've already stumbled on each other right from the intro. <laughs> I stumbled when you said two men because it's me and Darren. I don't know what the fuck you call him, but oh wait, I said fuck. <laughs> fuck all you want, man. Awesome. <laughs> All right, now first off, we haven't chatted on the show since AFC became World Series of Fighting Canada, so congratulations to both you guys, Darren. Why don't you just tell me what you think of this? Oh, it's uh, it's awesome, um, it's exciting, and we are, uh, we're going full full throttle, ready to ready to kick into high gear third show seventh, and then uh, we've already got. Uh, some things lined up for 2014 and, and got a plan in place and uh, we're, we're just excited to get going and, and start uh, start taking over the country. Steve? Finish, finish taking over the country. Yeah, that's we, we, we started just over a year ago and uh, I'd say we made it pretty far so far. Yeah, we're, uh, we're stoked, man. It's, uh, it's opened up some doors we didn't have uh, in front of us before, you know, in the form of television distribution, that type of stuff and, uh, We've got some exciting stuff to announce here in the next couple, hopefully weeks, but um, just working on finalizing a couple uh, distribution deals inside Canada that should be fairly exciting for the rest of the uh, country to take place. Now, Steve, we we have never actually had you on the show before. Um, why don't you just give our listeners a background on yourself? I uh, started in the mixed martial arts industry in, uh, in 2006. Um, I first started as a competitor and then... Uh, I started a clothing line, Assassin Brand Clothing was uh, was the way that I kind of made my first foray into the MMA industry. Um, I worked a little bit with some competing shows, and then uh, you know progressed into the into the fight promotion side in 2010, the beginning of 2011. Um, I put on two shows, and then uh, we started doing some work with with Darren and, and uh, some people out of Edmonton, and, and we just have evolved to this point over the last 18 months. And you know, it's it's been a pretty uh, I mean, it seems like it's been a, a quick rise to where we're at right now, but it's it's been a long, hard road, and uh, you know we put a lot of a lot of hours into into where we've where we've gotten right now, and and uh, you know there's only more to come. It's exciting stuff. So you guys started out as as the three different AFC promotions coming together. You guys are now World Series of Fighting Canada. Did, like, is this a sort of pinch yourself kind of moment? Yeah, it's uh, uh it's we've always expected something like this to happen. We just never did. And I joke about it all the time, right? We, uh, we talk about, you know, why, why we worked as hard as we did towards something. There's always something, right? We didn't know what it was, but we knew that, you know, if we made enough noise in a short period of time, you know, we'd catch the attention, catch the eye of something that was a little bit bigger. And, you know, in the back of our heads, it was always a television deal, right? It was always that one piece of the puzzle that we knew we had to put in place in order to make this, in order to make it worth the amount of time we were putting into it and the money that we were investing into it, the only way we're going to get it back was through the television distribution. You know, it's always been about giving back to the fighters too, right? So obviously we want to give these guys as big a stage as possible inside Canada for them to be able to showcase their skills and increase, you know, the level of their career, help them make it a, you know, something they can do full time. For sure. Now, Darren, the fight card this Saturday is being promoted as World Series of Fighting 7. 
but it's basically the first World Series of Fighting Canada event. Can you explain to us just how excited you are to have this on home soil? Yeah, it's pretty surreal. Um, you know, I, I kind of doing most of my shows in Victoria. You know, Vancouver was kind of always that, you know, forbidden fruit that with the powers that were in place politically uh, and through the government, you know, we could never come to Vancouver and put on events. And then recently with the commission, um, it's been something that, that is now obtainable. So I, I'm pretty happy towards something I've wanted to do, come to, you know, the bigger, the bigger brother of Victoria without a doubt. And, um, you know, we, there's so many quality fighters here and they deserve, you know, an event like this to, to fight on in front of their own friends and family. So I, I think that's what I'm most proud of is being able to, to give these local guys here in Vancouver the chance to fight at home again and on a big stage like the World Series fighting. Now, I know you guys have been in Vancouver getting everything in place for this for about a month now. Um, can you each explain what goes into putting on an event this size? Because this obviously is a lot bigger than, than what you guys have been dealing with in the past. Start with you, Steve. Well, believe it or not, it, it is uh, they're pretty similar. What we've done before up until this point, I mean, as far as the workload is concerned, um, I'd say it's pretty straight across. I mean, there's always the base of a show, you know, all the things that you need to have in place in order to make sure things go off without a hitch. But, you know, now on this one, there's the added stress of bringing in the, uh, the larger television distribution, um, bringing in, you know, 80 plus more employees from the U S that are all involved in, in, uh, making an NBC production possible. That type of stuff has been, uh, it's, it's, it's been easier in some ways than harder in others only because, you know, you got to just you add volume on hotel rooms and, and you're trying to organize, you know, four or five different groups of people uh, to be in town at the same time, all concentrating on the same thing. Um, but I mean, then there's the standard fighter stuff, which is usually what Darren handles. Um, the venue stuff, advertising is a little bit, you know, we increased the advertising on this one only because we've got, uh, you know, a, a bigger venue to fill that type of thing. Um, and plus we've, Essentially, we're starting from scratch as far as the marketing is concerned, right? We've still got the AFC base of fans that understand what happened with the crossover, but then, you know, it's, it's a brand new name for the industry to be to be opening up a World Series of Fighting um, inside the country. So it's, I mean, it's it's a lot of the same and a little bit of different. And I think that, uh, you know, the fact that, that we've got the opportunities in front of us now that we didn't before makes it almost more exciting. So it's almost like you don't even notice the extra workload. You have anything That's to add to that, Darren? Yeah, no, he kind of hit the nail on the head. It's it's the same, but it's different. There's, you know, instead of picking up, you know, three or four fighters in their tournament from the airport, now all of a sudden we're scheduling, like, you know, we need two big 12-man passenger vans and picking up, you know, through all, all day on, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, you know, airport pickups all day. So there is, there is more to do. Um, we, we do have the help from, you know, the team at World Series of Fighting, which have been great, um, working with them and, you know, they've, they've got things dialing pretty well. Like that's a pretty legitimate operation they've got going down there, uh, in Las Vegas. Um, but you know, there are some different things with, you know, with TV and, you know, diff- different, bigger sponsors and just the, you know, the level of production that, that is there is, you know, the, the lighting that comes in is huge. Um, so yeah, there, there are some differences. I think it's a little bit more work, but we do have help, which is nice. It's not just, 
kind of the two of us that have to do absolutely everything. And then uh, we do definitely have some uh, awesome, amazing volunteers that, that work with us as well. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's a step um, that has happened and it's, it's working out well. It's a bit of a learning curve, but, you know, I think it's been a smooth transition uh, for the World Series of Fighting to come up here and, and work together with us on it. It's, it's been good. It's been positive so far. For sure, and obviously you guys, you it sounds like you guys are doing the majority of the work, even though it's being dubbed as World Series of Fighting 7. Um, for the fans out there, how will this this fight card look different from AFC cards, or will it very much? I mean, you mentioned the lighting, you mentioned the production yeah. value, but as a whole, will it look much different? Completely, night and day. This is, this is the big leagues. This is full-on, world-class everything, from the fight card to the decagon to the production to the video to the editing you know this is going yeah everything this is going live into 80 million homes uh in the united states so they don't mess around this is this is as big as it gets pretty well so um yeah it's a significant difference people are going to walk in and they're going to i think they're going to be blown away with with what the the level of this event is going to be. Now, if you guys have been to if you've been to another AFC event, once you once you walk in, you'll see the difference. For sure, per, that's awesome. Now, the main event fell through. Let's talk the fight card. Mike Kyle got injured. That fight got scrapped. In my opinion, the Lance Palmer versus Georgie K fight is actually a better main event, especially in a fan's perspective. I, I think they're flashier fighters. It, it's going to be a lot more exciting. It's for the title. Uh, what do you guys think? I would agree. I, I think yeah. title fights should always be the main event. Um, and those two guys are absolutely going to bring it. You know, they're going to put it all out there. Everybody wants that belt that's in this promotion. And both of those guys are, you know, they're, they're world-class fighters. And, you know, five-round fights, everyone loves a three-round fight. But, you know, if it does go into the championship round, um, usually you kind of see the best of, of people and what they've got. So, no, I, I think that definitely is, is main event worthy. And I'm um, Extremely excited to watch that fight. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, you know the way they had a position before um, with Kyle and Johnson in the main event, and then the title fight underneath. I wouldn't have agreed with that, but um, you know I, I understand why with the name Joff and Johnson, and they're uh, you know we're, we're, we are trying to form in him as one of the household names as far as the WSOF is concerned. Um, you know it's unfortunate that Mike ended up getting injured, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you, uh, you made a good point that the title fight as a main event um, makes sense, and even though people like to see the big dudes slug it out. These guys are going to put on a show, so everybody's in for treat. The injury also helped local cat and former UFC fighter Caleb Starnes crack the main card. Uh, many say he is the best pro fighter in BC at the moment. Darren, I know you're a huge fan of Caleb Starnes, so what do you see out of him against Dwayne Lewis? Yeah, Caleb has looked completely different his last three fights. Um, he's looked hungry. He's looked mean. He's looked focused, sharp. Um, he hasn't, I don't think he's shot one takedown in his last three fights. So it looks as if he's going to stand there and bang it out with, uh, well, I wouldn't say bang it out. I think he'd, he'd stand there and, and definitely trade. Um, you know, Caleb throws some, some pretty crisp, uh, punches and his, his footwork is, you know, top level. Um, you know, I think Caleb's going to try to use his boxing and his, and his range against 
uh, Lewis and, you know, Lewis has that punching power. So I think that one, you know, when they were like, you know, is, is this a fight we want to move up? You know, should we look at moving up the, uh, at the time, Sean Albrecht and Josh Mahan fight? And I said, you know, for, for viewing pleasure, I would say the Starnes and Lewis fight is going to be a stand-up war. Um, you know, I think that's going to be an awesome fight. I think Caleb's going to come and come out and, and bring it to Lewis, and Lewis is going to see if he can land that D-bomb that he has in that right hand, and it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out, but I think the fans are the, are the big winners in that fight. For sure. Now, Steve, do you do you think that having Starnes on the main card um, sort of will give fans that perspective and, and maybe get rid of that past bias of what happened in his last UFC fight? You know what? We've talked a lot about that, and I think that... Uh... So like Darren said, the last couple fights that he's had, um, you know, seen a different guy. And even talk from talking to him with the train that he's put in for this camp, he's he's again he's a different fighter and he's got that new life breathed into him. So it's uh I'm personally this is probably the fight that I'm most excited to see because I know that Dwayne Lewis is, is the type of guy that brings it every time and, and uh for Caleb to be able to to, you know, essentially mount a comeback after that bad stigma passed him after that that bullshit fight he had with Corey, I'm, I'm stoked, man. I can't wait to see new Caleb come back. Definitely. Now, moving away from this fight card, um, as we said, WSOF7, you know, Ray Seffo and the, and the gang is coming up here to Canada. Um, what's next for WSOF Canada? Like, when will we see the next fight card? Um, is it going to be presented the same way this one is, or, or will it be more of a regional thing? Well, we're working on something right now for, uh, we've got some tentative dates set already in place for next year's NBC um, event schedule, as well as uh, the tentative dates set for the WSOF Canada um, sole event. So we're looking at, uh, looking at February, um, April, June, August, September, November next year, all split. Um, we, can't, uh, we can't announce any date times yet, uh, sorry, venues cities, that type of stuff, but we're, uh, we're close to announcing the next one. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, the card that we've got tentatively built for right now is, uh, is going to be another blockbuster, a step up from the AFC stuff that we were doing. So, And, and Darren, will the next one be um, WSOF Canada or will it be presented the same way this one is? Uh, the next one you can say is a WSOF Canada event. Perfect. Now, any other info you guys can give us that fans would want to know and, and looking forward to for 2014? It's going to be a hell of a year. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. You know, you're gonna, I'll just say stay tuned. You're going to want to watch what, what we got in store. We've got some we've got some new different things that, that are coming up, and I'm extremely excited and, and proud to be doing what we're doing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a big... It's a big step up from what we have been doing, and it's great for Canadian MMA, and I, I think it's great for the sport in, uh, you know, around the whole world for what uh, what we're going to be pushing forward to Canada in 2014. Yeah, but it's, it's exciting um, for us to be able to announce the fact that we will be signing every major MMA athlete that isn't signed by by a larger promotion in the country. Um, and also the uh, the exposure level that uh, we've got set to announce the increase is going to be uh, something that's never been done in Canada before. So it's uh, exciting times. For sure. 
They are Darren Owen, Steve Fader. I won't call you uh, men this time, but you guys are the fellas <laughs> behind World Series of Fighting Canada. All the best this Saturday night, guys, and, and look forward to seeing what you guys have in 2014. Thanks, guys. Thanks and Steve, so Steve it's, it's pronounced MMA sucker. <laughs> Take her easy, guys. Darren Owen and Steve Fader, World Series of Fighting Canada heads, um, sound very excited for what they have going on. Not just for this Saturday night's fight card, but for the next year overall. Um, sounds like they have some big plans in store for 2014. Sounds like they're going to be signing all of the free agents that uh, that are out there in Canada for for the upcoming fight year. So it should be interesting to see what they have going on the next year for World Series of Fight in Canada. As they said, they can't really talk about um, dates and times and whatnot, but they can tell us that they have uh, everything in place and everything in plan for for the announcements to be made within the next few weeks, hopefully. Um, This Saturday night's a big fight card for them. It's the first one here in Canada. It's not being dubbed as World Series of Fighting Canada. As we said in the interview, it's being dubbed as WSOF7, but it will be the first time the organization heads north of the border. Um, Some news that uh, has gone down over the past little while. Uh, We've learned that John Jones and Glover Teixeira will headline UFC 171 in Dallas. Uh, This fight card goes down March 15th at Dallas's American Airlines Center. Um, The headlining... the, The belt was announced. UFC 171 was announced by Dana White back in November... Um, and they're just announcing that Jones will take on Teixeira in the main event at this fight card. So uh, that's in March. Um, also this weekend, as we said, Invicta is going down. Um, so is UFC on Friday night. we got Ultimate Fight Night 33. Um, we've got Battlefield Fight League. As I mentioned, we talked to Jay Golshani. We've got World Series of Fighting 7. We've got a lot of fight cards this weekend, uh, so it's going to be a fun one. I am not going to chat for a heck of a lot longer here. Just looking through the news a little bit. Um, John Dodson out of his UFC on Fox 9 fight with Scott Jorgensen. So stepping in is uh, Zach Makovsky. This guy is a Bellator champion, uh, RFA title holder. So Zach Makovsky will take on Scott Jorgensen at next week's UFC on Fox 9. Um... Not a heck of a lot else. We got Tiago Tavares dropping to featherweight to meet Zubair Tuhugov at UFC Fight Night 36. And that's all I got. So with that, I will bid you adieu for another week of Sucker Radio. Um, hopefully you guys catch some of the action this weekend. Um, keep up with MMA Sucker on Twitter, at MMA Sucker. Keep up with us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash MMA Sucker. And... And tweet us about the fights that you're watching this weekend. Let us know what, what what you're liking, what you're not liking. Talk to us about the radio show. Give us suggestions. Always open to listen. Uh, so check out the radio show on Stitcher, on iTunes. Comment, favorite us, like us, do whatever you got to do. Just check us out. Um, so with that, I'm out. Well, for all of us here at Channel 4 News, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Mm-hmm. 
And thanks for stopping by. But mainly, stay classy. Thanks for stopping by. Stay classy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Thanks for stopping by. Stay classy. Ron Burgundy. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> oh. huh. You're a real hooker. And oh. I'm going to slap you in public. Oh. <laughs> you have way too much pubic hair. Mm. Actually, that's a point of pride. I'm very proud of my mane of pubic hair, so thank you. man boobs. <laughs> You've got a dirty, whorish mouth, is what you have. I'm gonna punch you in the ovary. That's what I'm gonna do. A straight shot. Ooh, ow. Right to the baby maker. <laughs>